Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining. We're going to try something a little bit different today. I have a very special guest and someone who I'm hoping will pop on fairly regularly. So this is Natalie from Evolving with Natalie, um, parenting expert, but really has joined me. We've kind of just, I don't know what you call this, but we just have this energy, right? Yeah. And yeah. You, so, so, Yeah. So yeah, like I, what I what I love about our interactions is that we uh, we really do uh, your your we kind of marry your experience with parenting experience from from my side, and we just kind of merge into really helping parents out this day and age, especially in this crux of exactly. uh, old parenting paradigm with a new one, and really helping to awaken parents up to how they can really connect with yes, which I love. So we've got this amazing. It's just working. So, and also in this crazy time. So I'm going to invite you occasionally and maybe quite regularly to pop in and help me with my podcast. Cause I want to bring that awaken. I want to bring connected parenting to people. And you're really the voice of parents and you help me a lot online in the course. You're pretty active in the online community at connected parenting. So you really are in touch with the questions people have and the stumbling blocks and the difficulties that people have. So and the failures right from first, I, I can say right from experience, which are learning, they're learning opportunities. <laughs> exactly. Listen, and I'm very open about my parenting blunders and failures too. I think that's where we learn, right? It's that, and the whole method is really that empathic response. Then the empathic failure, you blow it, it didn't work. And you go back and you repair, which I actually think is so, I think it's so important to embrace the perfectly imperfect parenting because we're making ourselves crazy trying to do everything. And with that, we thought we'd talk about back to school, right? So everyone's trying to do this perfectly, but nobody even knows, first of all, if that's impossible. Second of all, what does that even look like? So let's have a conversation about that. Yeah. And I just like, and I, you just nailed it on the head when we talked about it, like the, to me, the biggest thing that helped me move forward in parenting is just being comfortable with failure quote unquote, failure, and uh, not having it perfect. And to your point, we're all in this together. No one knows what exactly what is happening with, with back to school. Some are staying home, some are going uh, and doing online, some are going into school, some still don't know, um, some don't have a choice. So there is a lot of um, uncertainty. Yeah, and there's a lot of uncertainty and angst. Yes, and yeah, exactly. And because of that, we really, this is the, this is an opportunity for parents really to kind of get comfortable with uncertainty so that we can really be the oak tree for mm -hmm. our kids and our families. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. So, okay. So, so Natalie, you're kind of an, and you're part of the connected parenting team, which I love, and I'm so happy to have you on board and you, you've kind of, you're kind of in touch with what parents are struggling with. And that's a really good, you know, kind of, outline of what people are going through. And so, and I'm, I'm really, I'm also finding that parents are, I mean, they're confused. Kids are confused. So I speak to a lot of parents and kids 
And children are saying to me, I'm afraid to wear a mask all day. I'm scared to get the virus. I'm scared to give it to my mom or my dad or my grandparents. They've also been home, comfy in their houses, like not really going out very much, not even going to stores and stuff very much. They've been outside. So there's, an, there's um, quite a number of children who weren't really nervous about being in crowds before and weren't nervous about being at school and didn't have you know, social anxiety to speak of who are really having a hard time right now. And I work with clients from all over the world. So some kids are already back in school and have been for a couple of weeks. Um, so I sometimes can get an insight into how it might go, right? <laughs> some aren't going for another couple of weeks. I know in Toronto, they've delayed the school date start. Lots of private schools have delayed uh, starting dates. So that's crazy. And then, so some kids are going every day, that's full classes you know, masks and social distancing. Some are not doing any social distancing. Some are home one day at school the next day. And then you have parents that have one kid doing one thing, another kid doing another thing. So it's a little bit of a... Uh, a dog's breakfast. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So we're going to try to really tackle that today and give you concrete things that you can work on and think about and feel more confident going to this really uncertain time. Yeah. And I, like, I think it's also important for us to say, you know, be, again, we're all in this together. And as parents, the first thing we need to, to do is just remove that judgment of others who may not, doing, may not be doing what we think is right or what we're going to be following or what we're capable or able to do. So let's just have a little compassion for everyone because this is, this is unprecedented times. It's unprecedented and it's very complex. And I love that. So the truth is there is no right or wrong answer that you just have to go with whatever your gut is telling you to do. And you have to respect that and whatever anyone, whatever other people are doing, you have to really reserve that judgment and just support each other. That's, I really think that's such an important piece. Parenting is so hard, let alone in a pandemic. Um, and, and we do there, we can sometimes judge each other and we really just need to surround each other and help each other. Yes. Really, this, this is where the village that was like is not really part of many people's parenting circles. This is where the village, the communities, the the leaning on each other can really start to come back into play, and we can start to trust that again and help each other out. So, um, having said that, so that you know, some kids and every kid is different. That's the other thing. Like you just said yourself, some kids, if you have a couple of kids and one of them is a-okay to do homework, no problem. They can sit down and just plow through it. Some kids, not okay with that. They need absolute handholding. Um, they don't want to listen to their parents. They're upset with this whole situation. A lot going on. So one of the, one of the, some of the parents have been asking, you know, what should we focus on when it comes to schoolwork? And this is very relatable to homework as well. So mm -hmm. if you're listening to this outside of the pandemic, homework is the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. What should we focus on? What should be our goal when it comes to that, especially with gladiators? I mean, I don't always talk about gladiators quite often, but what, what should be our focus on? So, okay. So that's a really good question. And, and whenever I answer parenting questions, I always start with a kind of broad answer. I like to pan, pan back the lens and then we can sort of get more specific, but the biggest thing, and this is true no matter what is going on in the world, if children don't feel limbically connected to what they're learning, if they don't feel um, you know, comfortable taking risks, if they feel like um, they're being judged all the time, they're going to shut down a little bit. 
some, there are children who thrive and are super competitive and, and they can internally go with that. A lot of kids don't. In fact, the majority of kids don't. This is where we get into the mindset, Carol Dweck's work, right, around um, having a growth mindset. So the biggest thing is, and this is so true for gladiators, helping your children understand how valuable, and we were joking about it a few minutes ago, but not, like how important mistakes are. Failures. And so when you're, I don't know, cooking and you forgot an ingredient or you missed a meeting or talk about that and say, huh, look at that. I just made a huge mistake. This is what it feels like in my body. Feels kind of yucky, but you know what? I learned this and this and this from this, or maybe this will mean like as we dialogue and we speak out loud really consciously with our children, we're, we're always teaching them. They're learning by example. They are watching us 24 seven. So if we make a mistake and we're like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did that. Then they're going to be, oh, she's mad at herself for doing that. So what's going to happen if I forget something? What's going to happen if I make a mistake, right? So, so it's really thinking about how you set the tone. And we, you and I talk about this all the time, that it's not just connected parenting with your kids. It's connected parenting with yourself. Yes. Right? And this, I was just going to say, like, this is the relationship with yourself and specifically your childhood upbringing that has a huge impact on how you speak out loud how you speak to yourself and speak out loud and how you're demonstrating as you said to your children what their inner dialogue could look like yeah so yeah. if you if you were reprimanded harshly for quote-unquote failing um again that's your inner dialogue because of your experiences. And now you're showing that you're showing up. So how can we, and you mentioned, you know, consciously sharing that with your kids, how can we, first of all, make sure we are coming from, again, just a little bit of a place of neutrality there, like just recognizing, oh, I was a yeah. Bad. yeah, can we just, right. Well, and what's really interesting about this is that it, all of this is a practice right? You're not just going to decide, oh, I need to be aware of how mean time I am to myself. And then you're going to be able to do it. It's not that simple. It's, it's, it's gently and with compassion and sometimes using the calm technique on yourself in yeah. your head, right? Um, and, and vowing, you know what? I blew that. I had an opportunity that morning to really like out loud own that and be aware of that and be conscious of that and talk about that with my kids. And I blew it. I blew it. But this is the beauty of connected parenting. You go back and you say, you know what? This morning when I was so mad because I missed that meeting and I was stomping around and then I got mad at you, I was, so, I was feeling that in my body. That was so overwhelming. And my brain was telling me that was a much bigger mistake than it actually is. But you know what? I went to work and this happened instead. And there are no mistakes. There's opportunities, right? So it's first of all, just kind of letting that go that you can do it perfectly. So the first step is compassion to yourself. Mm -hmm. The second is just awareness. Just start to be aware. And when you, when you blow it and we all do, and I do, you go back and you repair it. And in the repair, there's this moment where you have, you know, the oxytocin flows and you have this connection and the kids have this look in their eyes like, oh, mommy, you make mistakes too, or daddy, you make mistakes too, and they're okay. When you feel that happening, your brain is going to remember that going to log that and that's going to be that's information that's going to get integrated and it, then it's going to get easier and easier to go mm, I can feel myself doing my thing I can feel my childhood trauma rising up I'm aware and just just being aware 
and not being unaware and, oh, you idiot, you've read so many books, you know this, like, I'm a, it's not that kind of awareness. It's like, ah, oh, there it is again. Because the compassion needs to take place. You need to have self-compassion there. And like, that's so key. Again, the relationship with yourself in that is so key, having the self-compassion. Because this is a practice, as you said. And for some of us who are in our 40s, uh, I will say who, <laughs> this is, this is, we've been a certain, I've been a certain way for so many years. And it's my default way, right? This is the way that I know that I'm most comfortable with. And especially in the face of uncertainty, we, we tend to go, we tend to default back to what we are most comfortable yes. with, which aren't necessarily the practices we want to move forward with in our parenting. Well, and sometimes it's not even what we're comfortable with. It's just what's familiar. These are brain firings. These are consistent. This is the way that our brain has wired itself habitually, right? They're, and if you can actually step back and say, oh, this is a brain firing instead of me being an idiot, right? Finding these little ways to just pan back is really, really important. And what I love about this is the more real you can be with your kids, the more self-compassion you show, now you're setting a climate. And this is a very, see how broad this is, but we started talking about homework. Yes. But look at the climate now for making mistakes, right? Look what, we've, what we're paying attention to and what we're changing. And often parents will say to me, what if, what if I do this and my husband won't? Or what if my husband does this and I can't? Um, everyone can keep working on it, first of all, and being aware and, and sort of waking up to this, that's important. And the second thing is, even if one parent is doing it and the, un the other one isn't, at least they have that. Now they have two different things yeah looking at right and it's important i think it's important to notice like um even as you said even if your partner is not or, or grandparents whoever else is in the picture that is you you a cannot control everyone else <laughs> you can't yeah <laughs> stop trying you can't stop trying. exactly <laughs> and and b you can be the leader and learner at the same time. And like you said, you really just, you, you really are just providing a different perspective for your child to lean into. Yeah. And if we were to break that down, it really comes down to parenting your child and parenting yourself from a place of love, mm -hmm. not fear. Oh my God, this homework has to get done. What are we doing? Versus, you know what? This is so hard. I get that this is hard. Here's how I'm going to support you. I, I love you enough for you to be mad at me, but here's the homework time we've got scheduled and, and must do's before can do's, right? You can, you can be very structured, but you can do it in this, from this place of love instead of fear. The minute it's fear, you're going to get behind. My parents would never allow this. You know, it, the minute it has that energy, you're already adding something completely um, overwhelming to the mix and kids are already overwhelmed, right? Yes. So, so now we'll take it down to the next level because that's the broad answer, right? So just, and we'll come back to all of these themes. I always do in my podcast, but really something to be thinking about. And because it's the beginning of the year, it's nice to set those intentions, right? Mm -hmm. To just be kind of aware of those things. And if you're, if you're, you know, learning about connected parenting and you, and you're talking about it with your sister-in-law or your best friend, hold each other accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to each other, have conversations with how you did this week, you know, trying to be okay with mistakes and, and you know, all of that stuff. Um, but these are beautiful opportunities for your children. So the next level is really structure. So Natalie, you know, this connected parenting is, is a, is a pretty balanced model. So it, it is about, you know, being aware and, and being awake and being conscious and, but, and, and, you know, empathic and, and, um, you know, focused on, 
emotional nutrition. Yes. But, but equal to that is being a good frontal lobe, right? You are, you are the frontal lobe substitute. You have to motivate, organize, prioritize, structure, uh, take perspective. Your child doesn't have a brain that can do that yet. They won't till they're 18. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen um, results that sometimes it's up to 25, age 25, mm -hmm. age yep. 30. So you yep. really are truly their frontal lobe substitute. Right. And that is so key because we are helping to create the, um, the, the frame of mind for them to really deal with mm -hmm. the problem solving. Um, yep. Everything that the frontal lobe is, is supposed to be doing, we really are able to help them frame that. And we have to, right? So that's why it gets so confusing in the parenting world. It's sort of how can you be those two things at once? You, you just are. You, and when it comes from this loving place, you can be very firm. The best way to think about it is if your child needed an antibiotic yeah. and they didn't like the taste of it and they didn't want to take it, are you going to say, oh, I don't want to make him take it. He really doesn't like it. No, you're going to be, you, the, all parents can do this. We just don't realize how we can do it. It's like, I love you enough to take care of you. And if you hate this medicine, you hate this medicine, but you're taking it because there's, there are much bigger impl implications, right? Yes. So it's finding that place. And I, I absolutely love that line. I love you enough for you to be upset with me. Yep. Or, you know, you know, or hate me or be mad yeah. at me, right? That, that's important. That is love, right? And we, we get confused sometimes and we think that's not love, but it is love. Kids can tell you that. You ask a kid and they'll be like, oh, that mommy shouldn't have given her that when she was screaming. Like kids know, they know, ask them, <laughs> they'll tell yeah. you. Yes. So it's okay. So it, when it comes to homework then, mm -hmm. and you know, the goal is to get homework done we have to come from a plate. We have to, first of all, neutralize where we're coming from. So if you need a moment to just like brush off what happened to you at work or brush off what happened to the, in, during pickup or whatever during the day and just kind of like come to a place of neutrality, forget what your parents did for an occasion. Just do that. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Minor detail. And then um, remember the important, if there was like an important goal here, what would that goal be? Because I can tell you it's not completing the homework necessarily. What's the first and foremost goal? I would say it's developing grit, right? It's developing the ability to push through when things are boring, repetitive, or hard. So, so there's a few resilience. Yes. So there's a few reasons why kids hate homework. Really bright kids hate it because it's boring and it's repetitive and they already know how to do it. Kids who struggle and have maybe a learning disability or a learning discrepancy or are not risk takers are going to be afraid to make a mistake and they don't like to do an activity that makes them feel like they, they're, not in they're not smart, right? So when kids have um, learning issues, they're bright, bright kids, but there's certain areas where they struggle and who wants to do something that they suck at? Nobody does, right? So, yeah. so this is how it's all interrelated. There's so much complexity here. People are so messy, but this is why the conversations about failure are so important. So the job of the parent is to do all the stuff we just talked about, but then also to focus on effort, not the result. It's not about getting the A, right? It's about, are you happy with the effort you put in? Do you feel like you built some grit today? Did you build some muscle today? I talk to kids when I work one-on-one, -on -one, but of course school's boring sometimes. Of 
course you're doing stuff that doesn't seem fun. And of course it seems pointless sometimes, but you're actually building a muscle because yes. you're not, it is impossible in life to not have to do something, at least something every day that you don't want to do. We have right. to do laundry. We have to mow lawns. We have to do bills. We have to do our taxes. You're going to have to have that muscle. And that's where you can hook into the love and say, look, I get it, but I love you enough. Think back to the antibiotic to, to create a structure for you so that you can learn to build the muscles to do boring things sometimes, right? Yes. And that's what it comes down to. Now, kids also will often rather fight with you and start a whole commotion than do their homework. That's actually that's, preferable. And that's right? part of the adrenaline hit that they, yes. depending on yep. your dynamic with your child. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're yep. getting a hit of adrenaline, which is basically like, like the same medication you take when, when a kid has ADHD. Yep. They then, ha they get sort of a, the frontal lobe lights up. You're a dish rag on the floor. You're exhausted, right? Yep. But then they do their homework. So here's a couple of things that neutrality is important. You cannot be doing that. When you get into the homework cycle and you start the screaming and yelling and there's a giant homework battle, you're, you are reinforcing that um, dynamic, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Kids, nobody learns well like that. The frontal lobe is now shut off. Your midbrain is taken over. They're in a state of fight or flight. You're in a state, nobody's learning anything. So <laughs> you do have to do what I call dart in and dart out. Because right? sometimes they want to just know you're there, but maybe you're beside them doing something else or you're close by working on your emails or you're doing something from work or you're researching something or you're buying stuff online. You're doing your own thing and then but, you can dart in and dart out. Right. You're still there as a support on yeah. the child's, uh, yeah. I don't want to say, uh, like when they need it. So yeah. when they need the support, we yeah. are there for them. Exactly. And so it looks something like this. You, you lay it out and you say, here is your homework time. This is very important to have a scheduled homework time, which is probably going to be different every day based on different programs that kids have. But you have the homework time. They have a quiet space to do their homework. And it's on the, on the calendar. So we'll do another podcast on this. But having a really good calendar that has everybody's activities all the stuff everyone's doing in different colors and it's right there. And part of the day is to walk them towards the calendar and say, here's what today looks like. Children love this. I, and gladiators absolutely need this. They need to know the structure. They need yeah. to know what it looks like. Okay. And I just want to, I just want to help differentiate here a little bit about, um, and again, we can talk about this another time, but the, we're not over scheduling. We, the, I, the, here, let me just, let me put it this way. The purpose in my mind of the schedule is to, like you said, provide the structure and the safety. Yes. I've got you. <clears throat> like this is what we're going to do. And here it is. And it has to be a big calendar, not a little puny thing on your fridge. I mean, go and get a big one. I don't know why it makes a difference, but it does. Mm -hmm. And then you're right. It gives them safety. Things now become predictable, especially for gladiators who are overthinkers or kids who have ADHD. They're trying to keep all this in their head. We can't even keep this in our head, right? So they're trying to keep it in their head and that actually causes them to have anxiety. So when you literally walk them, say, this is what today looks like. This is what the schedule looks like. And things like dentist appointments and haircuts. So they know a week ahead of time what's happening will make a huge difference. That needs to be part of the back to school philosophy, right? Okay. Now, now <clears throat> we talked a little bit about um, attachment to those things because life happens. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And sometimes things just happen. Your kid has a bad day or whatever, and they don't want. So for example, so that's a really good point. So as, as you're setting up the schedule, you can tell them that it could even say that in, you know, gold lettering subject to change, right? Yeah. So that they know that it's not obviously life happens, but there needs to be a basic amount of structure just as a baseline to calm kids down. So then on that calendar is homework time. And it's right there. And depending on the age and go by the recommended amount of homework. So if it's, if your kids, I don't know, whatever grade they're in and they recommend half an hour homework or it's 45 minutes homework, that's it. That's the window. They get done what they get done in that time. Right. So if they've spent half of it rolling around on the floor screaming and didn't get it done, you don't fight with them. You don't argue with them. You send a note to the teacher. Hey, we're having a little bit of hard time with homework. We're going to get our routine in order. But right now this is all that got done let the teacher deal with it. Right. And the teacher yeah. can have a conversation with the child or they, maybe they have to miss out on something until their homework is done. I don't know. Let the teacher, teachers are great about teachers will tell you this. Don't get into homework battles with your kid. Okay. So let's just go back here. Let's say your child is rolling. They spent, let's say they know that it's only mm -hmm. a 30 minute thought and they spent, cause they want the adrenaline hit. Let's just say that yeah. they spend that time rolling around. Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, you know, you want to work windows on closed. Right. Our, yes. And you want to focus on these effort, you know, well, you know, how did you do today? And, and how do you feel like you, you, you know, did you put did the you effort in you feel good about? Yeah. Yes. So what happens if they don't complete the window? So this is where must do's before can do's come in, right? You have must do's. Maybe it's a little chore. Maybe it's homework. Maybe it's practicing an instrument, whatever it is, that is your must do. And when you complete your must do, you get your can do which is you know, video games, whatever else they're doing, right? And when the homework window closes and they didn't get stuff done, they don't get their can-do. If they got most of it done, then they get some of their can-do, right? You connect it, this is cause and effect. And this is where you don't start fighting and screaming. You're like, hey, I gave you lots of, an lots of opportunities. I darted in and darted out. I, I, I used the calm technique. I helped you and you still kind of rolled around and didn't get anything. We'll figure it out. This is, this is, you know, it's the beginning of the school year. Let's see how it goes. But our goal is to get really comfortable and get a lot, as much done as possible in our homework time. This is how it is. I'm going to send a letter to your teacher saying you didn't get it done and you don't get your can-dos now, and, but very neutral, right? Very, very neutral. This is how kids built that muscle. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you want to make sure that there's no blame. There's just cause and effect. That's it. Very simple. And that's where the space of neutrality needs to come in. So you're not blaming. You're not saying, well, had you done it? You would have been able to do this. And but it, it, you can say that, but again, in a very loving way, it's like, oh, it sucks. You can't do that. Yes, yeah, you do all the mirror. I know it's so hard and it looks so impossible. And there's so many other things you want to do. I totally get it, but I love you enough to help you build this muscle. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's really important for you. And it's really important for your brain. And it's not going away. Like this is your life till you're 23, right? Um, so it, it's that kind of conversation. And then it's, and, but reminding them, we're going to keep working on this. This is a goal. We're going to get better and better and better. This, we're going to get to a point where you're much more efficient in your homework windows and you get your stuff out of the way. And then you get to play your video games and feel great. Yes. Right? Because the other piece, when we're wishy-washy about this, then you're building procrastination, which is a whole other podcast. Um, which I actually have one on. So if people are interested in finding out about, about procrastination, go back and look in some of the earlier episodes. 
Um, but we're, we're building habits here, right? So w when kids procrastinate and then they play video, they, video games, they're not even aware of how they have that little sick feeling where they really shouldn't be. They really haven't earned it. They feel kind of guilty about it. Like I love when kids actually figure out total freedom. I have finished my must-dos and now I can really enjoy my can-dos. And then you can say, doesn't this feel great? Yeah. Doesn't this feel wonderful to just play and have that freedom and not feel like you've got something hanging over your head? This is why I'm helping you, right? So um, this is fantastic. I love it. And I think that, you know, what we, what we said today, just make sure you really are, you really know yourself and your child and understand those parameters. So if you, if you need to start out with possibility that your kid is not going to do any homework, then you, you just need to be okay with that. The extra, it's not about the expectation. Your expectation is about creating that grit and building that muscle. And you can't do that if you come from a place of upset. Yeah. And that may take time, right? Yes. And if you jump into the scarcity model of my child's not doing his homework, he's never going to do his homework. Then you're going to bring that energy to the situation and you're going to, you're going to pass that belief on to your child. Well, dad doesn't think I'm going to be able to do this. So maybe I can't, right? So you have to keep it. That's the growth mindset. You have to keep it moving forward and you have to keep that intention and that, that belief that it's going to get better. That this is something over time that kids can get better and better at. The other thing I want to just quickly add, cause I know we have to wrap up is often kids will start out being fantastic with their homework. It's not unusual, even for gladiators. Yeah. The first two or three weeks, right? Yeah. And, and they've got their homework done and everything. And you're like, we've got this. This is great. And then that breaks down around the third week of September, depending on when you've started school. But usually about three weeks in, it's like, oh, this is, this is my life now. This isn't fun. And you'll see the breaks hit. And that's where a lot of parents panic. It's like, oh, no, we've lost. So if you're prepared, just be ready. If you start in this really smooth way, some kids start out of the gate complaining, but many, many children start out with this kind of what I call honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. And just be ready. I call it the September crash. There, there's often, we can do another podcast on how to handle the crash, which is probably going to come up fairly soon for some families, where the break is just like, and everything you've done just comes to a stop. And we'll, we'll talk about how to get through that. But if you're aware that that's probably going to happen, then when it happens, you can use your frontal lobe and go, oh, okay, this is what Jennifer and Natalie were talking about. Clearly we're in this phase. What did I need to remember? Go back and listen to this episode. One of the things I love, and, and this is true in the course too, people are listening to episodes over and over again, or they're watching modules in the course over and over again, just to keep that that extra voice, that extra support in your head. This is, you're not just going to be able to do this because you've heard it once. No. And, and I was just going to say module four of the connected parenting uh, class touches on this. You, you do talk about this a little bit. Yeah, I do. And uh, it's, I go pretty it, deeply into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to know, like you just said, like we, we are, it's kind of like when I think about meditation, if you've ever tried meditating, and you suck at it because you can't keep your, you, you often get, the next thing to do is get guided meditation and get guidance on how to meditate. This is the same this sort is of, it. this is guided. Yeah. Well, because people <laughs> often say to me, can't you just come live in my house? Honestly, it's the next best thing. 
if you if you're in the course then listen to the modules over and over again and watch the the coaching calls over and over and if you're not in the course and you're just listening to the podcast just mark them mark your favorites and listen to them over and over again it'll help you it'll help remind you it grounds you back into mm-hmm. where you need to be focused because parenting is hard and with all the crazy stuff happening in the world it just got crazier yes. it really did absolutely all right. Thank you, well, Natalie. This is so, I love having you. Thank you. And you're definitely going to help me out. I think popping in from time to time, cause I love when it's a conversation too, and you can be the voice of a lot of parents that you're in, in contact with. So that's fantastic. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So send us your questions, let us know, and we will get to them and help support you on this journey. Absolutely. You're going to be, you're going to be the snotty, like, teenager you're going to be just pissed off ticked (laughs) off with the world and i'm going to be a typical parent so the setup is with a teenager so and it's usually teenagers that are non-communicative although little kids can be too so be thinking about both um maybe we'll do like a tween just so we help both groups okay don't worry i'll play really nasty little um, person (laughs) okay perfect okay and then the other thing too is that a person a person who's like that is afraid right? They're afraid to be seen. They're afraid to be embarrassed. They're all about agency and, and um, independence and, and being able to make their own decisions. And that's really where they're kind of growing. That's the part of the brain that's really developing at this age as they move into being adolescents. And I have a theory that, you know, you kind of have to be mad at your parents and you have to be mad at your kid in order to move to the next stage, which is independent. There's a, there's a letting go. So that's where you're at. Where I'm at is I spend night and day worrying about this kid. I'm cooking meals and driving him places and talking to the teacher and doing this and that. And I am constantly in service to this little person who talks to me like someone wouldn't talk to a, you know, the, the, you know, someone they hate, but it's constant. Yeah. And I, I can say for sure it's not just teens because no, no. no, and if it's gladiators, they've been talking to you this way since they were since they could talk. Really. Okay. So let's try this. Let's okay. see how this goes. Um and let's set up a scenario. Since we were talking about homework, then let's use homework. Sure. So I'm gonna say, honey, it's time to do homework now. Like you've had enough TV. It's time to do your homework. I don't don't I'm please. not doing this right now, okay? Like just Okay, you are going to do it. You had lots of time to play. You've had an entire summer off. Don't roll your eyes at me. Everyone else had a summer off. Okay, you know what? I'm not so. just let's just get your homework done, okay? I don't want to do this this year. What? Last year we had so many fights. Let's just do it differently this year. Just sit down and the energy you're putting into fighting with me, you could put into your homework and we'd be done already. So let's go. You want to do it differently? I do. No problem. I'll just sit here and you do my homework. If I'm not, I am not doing your homework. This is what you're going to do. I'm going to start taking stuff away from you. Honestly, you're going to have a very boring year if this is how you're going to talk to me. It's already boring. So, <laughs> okay. So how is this working for you? <laughs> it's, you know what this is? This is a battle of control. Yeah. This is like, you are trying to do this I'm trying, we are not seeing eye to eye. We are not really. Exactly. And whenever you have a conflict with another person, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, the calm technique is central, but you also have to figure out what is their moral matrix? What is it? What is the pillar 
of what they're upset about. And for that little person, it's, you can't control me. I am independent. I have sovereignty. You can't tell me what to do. So when you're talking to someone about, let's say, justice and fairness, you, you've, I've already given you this. Now it's time for you to do your homework. You promised me. If I'm having a conversation about fairness, mm-hmm. and justice and loyalty, mm-hmm. but you're fixated on freedom and sovereignty, you're going to have a clash. Right. right? So, and this is, this is a nuance that, that, this is why I tell you that, that connected parenting is a living, breathing model. This is why um, it's always evolving, right? Evolving with Natalie. It's always evolving. <laughs> Right. So this is a, you're not going to be able to mirror properly unless you really get where they're coming from, the pillar that they're, you know, standing under. Right. So in this case, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about how you want to make your own decisions and you've decided that this is boring. You don't want to do it. I'm telling you what to do. And I'm going to think about that when I'm having the conversation and now I'm going to mirror. So I'm going to before I even approach this, I've noticed that you, it's time to do homework. I already have that parenting pit in my stomach, which is, oh my God, here we go, right? If you approach with that, you're already going to set the tone, right? So I'm going to think about all the stuff we talked about in the earlier part, you know, how did my parents handle this stuff? Like, where are my triggers? Where am I getting, uh, where do I need to be really conscious here? Then I'm going to say to myself, it's going to go how it goes today, but it's going to be we're going to have some movement. And even if we don't, we will the next time. Like this is something that we're going to, that is going to evolve, that is going to grow. And the goal is to be that we don't, we're not fighting about this two months from now. Right. So I'm going to set that intention, which is really important. Mm-hmm. And that there is no scarcity. Even if the homework doesn't happen tonight, as long as we're working on it, as long as we're having conversations about it, it's a work in progress. We're, we're, we're working the long game. Yeah. And this is letting go of the attachment of what you think needs to happen, what your expectation is of what needs to happen. Yes. You're going to let go of that yeah. and just yeah. really connect with your kid. And that I am in service to you. So you better be in service to me, which we get caught up in all the time. I'm constantly checking that myself, mm-hmm. right? Cause I think about my kids all the time and I'm always putting my own stuff aside to help them. And when they don't do something for me, I get hurt. That's a trigger for me, right? So I need to be aware. So you've done all that work. Then you're going to relax your tongue. You're going to change your breathing. You're going to really try to center yourself. So when you enter this conversation, you're going to enter it in as neutral a way as possible. And you're going to keep your frontal lobe running. The other tip, which I think is a great one, is imagine that someone's watching you. Mm-hmm. right? Imagine that you're videotaping yourself and you're going to show it to the class. You're not going to, but do something like that. The other strategy is put the voice note on and tape, not to tape your child, not to go listen, not to show anybody, but you're going to have to be accountable to yourself because you're recording the conversation, right? That's right. a nice little trick, right? Yeah. And so that's about you, not your kid. That yeah. is about you and how you respond. You're not going to chase them around going, listen to how you sounded. That's not what it's for. It's to check yourself. Yes. Right. I'm going to have to account to myself, be accountable to myself later when I listen to this. Yes. And, and again, you're going to do that in a loving way. Cause if you sound hideous, you're going to be like, Ooh, that sounded so much worse yeah. than I thought it was going to sound right. Cause it often does. People never see us the way we, we see ourselves, but it's a great way to have that objective vantage point and check yourself. Right. So yes, it's not about you. Okay. So let's try this again and then we'll wrap this up for everybody. 
Yes, this is a long video for people. Um, okay, so I'm gonna try that again, and I'm gonna say, oh, you know, and I won't just jump in and say you've got homework to do. I'd say, sweetie, what are you do? What are you working on? What are you doing? Yeah, so I'm I'm doing my own thing right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what. Let's. What are you doing? Like I'm on my phone. You're on your phone. Okay, then you know what I would do? I would text you. I would. I'm big on texting kids, especially gladiators, because you're eliminating the facial expressions. You're eliminating the energy, and you. Give a little icon, something silly, pick a silly little thing or use one of the emoji things and say, hey, I love you. I love that you're having time on your phone. And this is what I'm texting. Yeah. And you're having an awesome time and then a sad face. I know you're not going to love this, but homework window is opening. Now already you eliminate, so she might, now she might send back, right? Yeah. Or in a minute. Or she might go fine. You never know. But usually when you do it this way, you'll get movement that you wouldn't if you were like right in their face. Okay. So, let, but let's say I ignored, like, what if I just ignored? So if you ignore it, then, then I would come in and I would say, I would again, oh, oh God, you look like you're having so much fun. You're so relaxed. This is kind of like what happened this summer too. I get it. But you start there. And I know you want to make your own choices. And you, I know you got this figured out in your head, but we talked about this already. And we set aside this time for you to to do your homework and then you can enjoy this later without feeling guilty what do you think i'm not sure if i want to do my homework right now i really i just really want to finish up this stuff that i'm doing on my phone of course you do and you're, and you're talking to your friends yes yeah which is really important and i love that and i want you to have friends and i want you to be happy and believe me if there was a world that didn't have homework and i could push a button and make that happen for you i would but we've got to balance friends and having an awesome time with your friends and the stuff you have to do because we've got to build that muscle. So how about this? How about you take the next 10 minutes, get yourself organized, say whatever you need to say to your friends, and then do you want to meet me at the kitchen table in about 10 minutes? Sure. Okay. And that's a gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> even in a role play, remember the mirror neuron cells are firing. It's yes. really hard to keep fighting with me. Yeah, because you're you're not you're not you're not demanding anything. Mm -hmm. You were you were just um, calmly setting a um, a reminder of what was already uh, agreed upon, and, and that we're working on this together. And I get it. Right, that energy is really important. Now you will have gladiators who will not come ten minutes later. Right. Right. And then you come in and this is where you can mirror again, always start with the calm technique and then say, look, if you're not starting your homework, if you're not at the kitchen table or in the homework spot, whatever, whatever it is, and if it should not be their room, if they're much older teenagers, then it's their own business and they can do what they need to do. But if they're kids, they should be in a central place, right? Somewhere quiet, but somewhere, you know, where you can see what they're doing. It just makes it easier. And then you can be off to the side doing your own thing. And that's when you say, if you choose not to do your homework in this window, I will be emailing your teacher saying you didn't do your homework and you screens are off for the rest of the night. Done. Sure, I hate you. And they might be yelling at you and then just walk away. Like, you know, they're just going to fling stuff at you. And then just like, just tell yourself, we got to ride this out because we're, we're developing this pattern and I just have to hold my ground and I need to do it. And then you pull the internet or you say to them, your phone needs to be on the, on the table in 10 minutes. If it's not there, you don't just lose it for tonight. You lose it for two nights. So, and I, I really, there's a, there's something that you often say about, um, 
giving them a, a voice of confidence. So in that I way, in you. yeah. So like, I know, and I know you can do this. So, um, you know, let's go, let's go to the table. And I know you really want to, yeah. Yep. And the other piece, and then we'll end it here is that gladiators will always oppose you in the moment. So it is much better to give that message of confidence. I know you're going to make the right choice. I know how fierce you are about things. I, I trust that you're going to do what it is that you need to do. And I'll see you in 10 minutes and then walk away. Yeah. They will almost always come if you do that. If you yeah. stand there demanding that they come with you. Then it's this again. It's this yeah. again and the battling. And that's not, it's not going to work yeah. in your favor. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, thank okay. you. This is good. This is, this is how we can get into, cause you really represent what you know parents are thinking about and struggling with. Um, and I think that's my dog's scratching at the door. Um, I, so it helps us get into kind of a deeper level. And then you were telling me that you've really enjoyed the module, the, um, Hey, where'd she come? The, the playground, the parenting playground, which people forget about, right? Yes. The parenting playground is there and it's live and it's actors. Yes. And I found it very, uh, well, first of all, it's, oh, it's a little entertaining, which is pretty it's great. Funny. Yeah. We had so much fun doing that. We la we laughed so hard doing that. Yeah. It was great. And you know, it's, um, it really did give like real life examples of what you can say. And I think that's where, you know, we talked about this before. This is where people get stuck. Parents get stuck because they don't know what to say. Yeah. So this is, yeah. You can build that library, right, of phrases and dialogues. And the more you see it, the more you integrate it. So I just, yeah, I want to remind people that it's there because people don't, not everyone realizes that it's there. Yeah, so. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 So go check it out. That was end of module three. Uh, so go check that out and, and uh, learn some phrases, practice some phrases. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks, everybody. Keep working on it. We will. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.